Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Celtic Story is a smash hit theatre production that charts the unique history of the famous Celtic football club. First performed in 1988 as part of the iconic club's centenary celebrations, it returns to the stage with a brand new song penned specially for the show. Celtic did it first. The Celtic Story, from August 31st till September 16th at Glasgow's SEC Armadillo. Tickets available at ticketmaster.co.uk. Celtic crash out the cup to Kelly and we're here to discuss it. Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host Jamie and I'm joined by Stephen. Nowhere I'd rather be. Oh definitely and <laughs> Melly. Yes. No Patreon, no plugging, we're going to get right into it uh, because frankly that wasn't good enough Melly. No it was terrible, the performance was dreadful, uh, so boring to watch and Celtic just didn't look like they were going to score, they were playing this tepid football that we, we'd seen once before under Rodgers but you thought look this time it might be different but Celtic just didn't look like they had a clue they didn't create any chances and it was just lacklustre You summed it up very well there Jamie because you said we're out of the cup we've mm. crashed out of the cup so the idea that there are no consequences to this is frankly just incorrect we are we are paying the price for a sluggish start to the season and it's frankly not really good enough it wasn't a good enough performance there are, there are ways to go out of the cup where you just think well things have just haven't gone their way we've spoken so many times over the years about how Rodgers obviously that's, his, that's the first cup, cup game he's won yeah. sorry the first cup game he's lost yeah. at, for yeah. Celtic which is incredible in all this time but there are ways where you sometimes the the nature of a cup competition means kind of anything can happen on the day that's that's why you play in a cup it's the, the romance in it the, the underdogs can sometimes win see if you go and play the way that we know Celtic can play and we create chance after chance and it just doesn't happen. We hit the post, it's whatever they get a fluky goal, we get a penalty turned down, all that kind of stuff. If all that was the case, you would somewhat, I suppose, you wouldn't be happy about it, but I suppose to an extent you would hold your hands up and say, well, that happens. It's early in the season, we're trying to make a few transitional adjustments here to the team, to the system and all that, and we've come a cropper here. But with all that said... I think it was an unacceptable performance, it to was, be honest. It, not only was it unacceptable, but it sort of like plays into the really low-key sort of start to the season yeah, yeah. that we've had. There's been, you know, pre-season was very low-key and we thought maybe it was this, maybe it was, you know, the, the Celtic 
open own media coverage of it we went to Japan and that wasn't really a big deal and we played it and then it was kind of low key Brendan's return was played really low key it was really dragged out Brendan's return you know before we you know we all knew it was happening before we heard from him and then there's been no really massive signings that you could get behind no no signing that you're looking at that going off. Oh, he's a he's going to he's going to excite us. He's really going to turn the team around. There's no signing that you've actually looked at and went right. He's going to start every week yeah. apart from maybe Narotsky when he joined. So it's run right into this, and you know you could. It's it's been coming. I know it sounds ridiculous three games in, but it, but it has been coming. The performance against Rods County was really low key. You and I did the match reaction for yeah. it, Melly, and I remember saying it seemed like a team that needed signings. It seemed like early on in the season stuff but looking back the more I think about it I think it shouldn't be like that new manager point to prove he's got a team here that absolutely romped the treble last year we should have came firing right out of the traps and we didn't that was sluggish up to Aberdeen you get the win but again the performance wasn't great and then you go to Kilmarnock and you can make every excuse you want about the plastic pitch and you know a team in transition but the fact is that we've murdered Kilmarnock plenty of times yeah, in, in recent history and I just don't understand that. I don't understand why things are so sluggish. And I'm sure as we talk in the podcast, we might stumble upon some other, some ideas about why we think, have our own ideas about why we think it was so bad. But I'm just, uh, uh, Stevens, it's not good enough. I mean, you're, uh, Brendan Rodgers seems to have picked up where he left off in the worst possible way because Brendan Rodgers started up here and then his team started to dwindle and die and then it's like he's came right back in and we've got that sluggish, ponderous, side-to-side football. And the one thing I can't understand is, Melly, Brendan Rodgers inherited a machine that was winning games, winning games relentlessly, fast-paced, relentless attacking. He took over Ange Postacoglu's team now. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is coming in as a manager he's going to bring his own style that's what football. That's what every football manager does let alone Brendan Rodgers he's not going to come in and do what Neil Lennon did after Brendan Rodgers and basically nurse Angie's team along that's just not in his DNA that's not what you expect but you're, I'm left wondering going why have you changed so much because from what we had to what we've got now is massive yeah, it wasn't a smash and grab, was it? The, the, you can't say, oh, Kilmarnock, they snatched it there. Like, more just, shots on target than us, we had three dead four. They, they, Celtic didn't look like scoring too many. I can't remember their keeper making too many saves. I can't remember too many chances. You thought oh, that was the one that we maybe we just missed it. But I think with the tactics, the formation, Celtic are sort of caught between two tactical styles here. The While it was ponderous at the weekend, in previous games up at Aberdeen and the Ross County games, it has been more direct than usual. And uh, while Celtic were slow on the ball, again at the game at the weekend, we were putting balls down the the line for Maeda and Abada to run onto. And you're like, that's not really their game, is it? Mm. These guys are out there. They're no guys that pick up the ball, beat a player and get it across. So I think Celtic are just, they're definitely in transition. They're caught between two formations, but all the players are built for a specific formation for Ange's formation and it's just not quite coming off and look I think we start to see that look this Celtic team was a brilliant team last year they won the treble the football they they played was immense but maybe they were better than the sum of their parts because when you start to take out certain players it kind of falls down and it's those important players that we know the guys like Carter Vickers Jota those guys when you take the real quality out of the team the rest of it starts to look really frail and if guys like Cal McGregor don't perform and Kyogo doesn't get any chances created for him the guy was dropping into left back at points then you go something's not right here But this is this, this is my question Steve so say we take what Melly says is accurate right and I can pretty much get on board with that so we've got Brendan Rodgers playing a style or that he wants to play now 
Brendan Rodgers came in at the club and he says, oh, I'm familiar with Celtic, I've watched them, uh, won't take me long to analyse the players. So he must know what players can do, what he wants them to do and what he can't want them to do. What, what, he must know what players can do what he wants and what players' limitations are. He yeah. must be well aware of that by now. He's probably aware of it within three weeks in the job. But it's, the, the simple fact is we're playing without Moy, Hatate and Jota for various reasons, Right. We're relying on Abada and Maeda for creativity, which they know that's not their forte. That's not what they do. No. And Callum McGregor's playing in a position that leaves him isolated and easily marked out the pitch. We're playing with marauding fullbacks, and we know that's not what Ralston and Greg Taylor can do. So the question is, for me, what's Brendan doing? <laughs> it's a very broad but apt question, though, isn't it? <laughs> or because... the alternative is, there's two questions, Stephen, or Brendan might say, well, I'm playing the style that I said I would play, but I don't have the players to do it yet. Then my attention would then turn to the recruitment team and go, listen you've signed a lot of exciting young players and we're happy about that but it's no the players that can do what Brendan wants so which is it? Well uh, yeah I, I can I get that but I, I would throw that back at any manager trying to achieve something when he knows he doesn't have the tools to do it mm. and even at that, look, that, that we're just sort of broadly talking philosophically about the type of teams that get certain jobs done but we can talk all we like about quality. We've not brought quality in the window, but what, what does that mean? Because well, the manager said that that was his exact words for that. I, I, I don't dispute it, but the 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 belief we always had was we need quality in for this crack at the Champions League. Does that qualify? Does it count if you're saying we need quality in to be, beat a Kilmarnock team or at Rugby Park? I don't buy that at all. I'm not. For, I want to be clear about that. I'm not saying we have any divine right to win every single trophy in every single game. But feels like we do. It, it does. It has looked like that for the last couple of years. To be perfectly. <laughs> Honest. That's very true, and, it, and it's hard to hard to separate Brendan Rodgers' hundred percent record of winning trophies at Celtic. Well, it's not not the case now, mm. but with what we've, we're seeing just now, in many ways we do feel like we have a divine right to win trophies. But it's not the case. But my my point is that while I'm not saying we should absolutely win at Kilmarnock every single time, this idea that we need to go out and spend 30, 40 million in order to get that job done is absurd mm. to me. I mean, we've got, we've got players there who should be able to beat Kilmarnock, and again, I say that I say that not arrogantly I don't say that as an entitled or typical old firm entitled fan and all that sort of stuff that you get from bum teams in this yes. league right? but I'm not I'm, I'm genuinely not trying to make that point I'm, I'm looking at the Celtic team and, and the manager and the resources there and I just don't buy that we need we needed quality in earlier and all, and all that to get a couple of we decent a, performances well we had a team featuring almost the identical squad including Kobayashi who kind of get in Brendan Rodgers yeah. team beat Komarnock by four goals or three goals last year it's yeah. like we have we have these players have beaten those teams before and the problem Brendan Rodgers has got is we it's very recent history the team won the treble and now there's no chance of winning the treble and I'm just so left looking at this formation because it's really out with the question that Brendan Rodgers would come in and just play Andrew's way probably but he he seems to have changed so much Melly you know there's as you see we've gone very direct there's a lot of side to side passing the the complete exclusion of Hatate for David Turnbull is honestly a mystery to me because David Turnbull can't do things quick he can't get on the half turn and push forward I, I, I don't understand it and it and it's not an overreaction to losing the the cup game itself, but it's something you said on the reaction podcast, Stephen. We've seen this sort of thing before when teams don't work and we just go, ah, oh, I'll click into gear. Ah, oh, I'll yeah, click yeah. into gear. You kind of just expect everything's going to come good when performance is frankly that bad. No, you can't, but at the same time, 
uh, Rogers and his first stint, Neil Lennon, Ange Postacoglu, all lost big games within their first, what, five to ten games. They all lost big games. It happens to near enough every new manager coming in. And while Brendan Rogers has been here before, it's four years, well, much longer than that since he was last here. So I think... Look, yes, usually it's a big European game we lose, but this is one that's put us out the cup and on the back foot early doors and he kind of did feel it was coming. But the thing with Brendan Rodgers is when he comes in, he is, I feel, an adaptable manager. So he came into that uh, team after Ronnie Dylan that we're going to need to sell all these players. We're going to need to bring in eight, nine, ten players. And he turned that team, brought in a couple of bits of quality and turned them into invincible treble winners. So... He can do it, but I just don't know right now what he's trying to do. And I don't mean to say that he's a bad manager or that, but when Ange Postacoglu came in, we had some results at the start that were very inconsistent. But at the same time, you could say, right, I can see what he's trying to do here. He maybe doesn't have the blend yet. He maybe doesn't have the players in yet. We were bringing in a lot of players. We'd lost a lot of players. With this Brendan Rodgers right now, you're saying the fullbacks are marauding. I'm not sure if they are. I don't know if they're inverting or they're going on the outside because it's kind of caught between the two. Are the wingers staying high and wide or are they trying to come inside? I just don't know. The only thing that's clear is Kyogo's role mm. that he drops off deeper. With the rest, is it two uh, alongside Cal McGregor and another or is it Cal McGregor with two in front? I'm not quite sure. And I like to think I watch a lot of football and you can say, right, this is what's happening. I'm just not, not seeing it now. And the most alarming thing for me is when Celtic last season or in the last two seasons got a goal kick, it was fast paced. We got the ball down and we got it out and we tried to get it teams. Right now, we don't look like we have a clue how to get out. It goes to the centre halves and it doesn't look like people know where to be. Before, we knew we had three players in front. Right now, we're putting ourselves under a lot of pressure. A lot of time, we're easily pressed by teams like Ross County and Kilmarnock. And I'm just not sure where it's going. That's not to say it won't. I, I think still, Brendan Rodgers can go on and have a very successful season. I think he can go on and get Celtic into a winning machine. But we need we need things to settle down and we need to see a clear style of play soon. Because uh, in a two weeks' time, we've got Rangers. Then after that, it's back into league games <laughs> and the Champions League starts. See the, the clear style of play thing. I totally agree on that. But I would settle just now for before we identify some sort of clear style of play for everyone to not look worse than yeah. they did last season. Yeah. Now that's, again, I want to try and strike some sort of balance here because I know that to get the team fully firing and in Brendan's image, it's going to take time. It's going to take this transfer window, probably another one. Any, I mean, I know people are kind of running about on fire a wee bit, kind of talking about this quality coming in and we need signings and there's only, ten, as we record this, 10 days left of the, of the window. I think we can forget that the team is going to be the finished article inside this transfer window. I think we've left it far too late for that. And is that good enough though? No, it's not. Well, no, it's not. But I, I, I suppose that no team is ever really the finished article because the, the next transfer window will, will bring about, they'll, we need this that's the ideal scenario you should be like you should be replacing your weak links every one window you go into I know sometimes that's not how I would, it works I would dispute that I would I would go against that because what I would say was that's okay if there's a lot of work to be done right but we know and Ange spoke previously about how you're playing Jenga this window it's about a bit of quality coming out and a bit of quality coming in and this whole chat about quality was started by the manager because Brendan Rodgers had three separate interviews as far as I could tell for Viaplay BBC and someone else a, a press it might have been just a written press and in all three interviews he said quality's gone out the door 
and we need quality to get in the door or a variation on that theme. So it's Brendan Rogers talk, talking about the quality here, and I don't know if he's. Melly had a very good press conference one on one with Brendan yeah, yeah. Ro- with Brendan Rogers this week when he asked him about how the signings work. And Brendan Rogers has always been at great pains to explain how good the scouting and all that is. But where are they? And you and you're just saying you'd be surprised if you know we we don't do all in the major window. I mean, how many players really are we asking for here to get back on top? We lost Jota, yeah. So we need a winger. If Brendan wants a left back, shouldn't it be too hard to get him a left back? Goalkeeper. If he wants a goalkeeper, it shouldn't be too hard to go get him a goalkeeper. I'm aware that we've brought in other players and it remains to be seen how much they're going to feature. But if Brendan wants a Jota replacement, whether that's, I don't know, Podence at Wills for talking sake, someone at that level, we should be able to go out and buy one. And I appreciate, I hear everyone and I see all the comments when we talk about this in the Discord. The Most of the top players have come in at the last days of the window. Yeah, that's all we've got left. That's yeah. all we're banking on right now is that the last days of the window we're going to see all this quality come in. For me, it, it, there's no reason why we couldn't have been signing bits of quality throughout the window. We went out and signed Narovsky, five and a half million. There's no denying that guy was bought to play and bought as a bit of quality. Yeah, I, I suppose it, it's two it's two sort of forks is here. We have, we have a part here. Two forks? Yeah, two How forks. How many roots two, is that? Two forks of it wow. attached to a handle. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Are we at a crossroads? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, no. It's, is that it's, a double roundabout? It's, it's two arms. There's right. as better. It's two arms of the same subject. Right. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what we're really talking about see when you talk about Ange talking about Jenga last mm. season and t- losing quality and adding quality in to replace that he's not in possession of the full facts because he's no longer at the club he's not talking about in August when we've just shit the nest to Kilmarnock and yeah. go to the club I, I'm not talking about Ange's team losing Jota and Starfield and Moy and whoever else we've got injuries just now as well but, but you know, we'll come come to that They're, they won't be out forever but those players that are permanently gone we needed to replace those but I'm I'm not looking at Andrew's team and saying we need to replace those guys I'm watching the team on the pitch against Kilmarnock and saying you look terrible we, and so we don't need a replacement for Jota only we need that anyway but we now need at least three fullbacks we need probably two wingers we need an attacking midfielder we need a second striker we need a goalkeeper based on that nonsense that was served up against Kilmarnock that's what I'm talking about when I say this won't be fixed in one window because we won't get to a point where we've signed all this quality in the summer window get to January and we think ah we're fine don't bother signing anyone that, that's why I say it won't all be done in the one window but we, we need we need something we in need there. to attack back in the team <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here saying we need an attack midfielder it is a mystery to me how well, attack can't get back in that he's injured he's, he, injured. he's injured just now well there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant but, but your point is still valid because he didn't start either of the Thank other you. two games as well so <laughs> yes, <me. laughs> you're welcome and I'm, I'm getting slagged from my Fork analogy. <laughs> I'm demanding injured players. I'm swooping, in, <laughs> swooping player. in to rescue everyone here. Now, Hatati is a separate issue as well because you think, well, he is injured and wouldn't have been starting this game anyway, but he hasn't started in favour of Turnbull so far. And Turnbull, yeah, he scored a couple of goals in the first game of the season, but he's been fairly anonymous since. Didn't justify starting the last game and came on and made the game worse against Kilmarnock. So I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm trying not to just start wailing about this right I'm mm-hmm. starting to no, get carried away but there is a there is a general feeling that I'm unable to fully articulate just now because we, we joked about it in pre-season about how well this is all a bit low-key this mm-hmm. isn't it it all feels a wee bit kind of not right and then we saw the Ross County game it was okay we beat Ross County it was fine Aberdeen it was okay we beat Aberdeen it was fine and then we lose to Kilmarnock in the first properly important game of the season yeah the league's more important than the League Cup but we can't walk this back now we can't fix going out of the Cup so it has led to a a general 
sort of malaise uh, around the, the club just now. I think the excitement has very quickly popped. The the excitement balloon has popped very, very early. Inflated? Well, no, probably not. No, so I, it's, it's not so much There was one popped. person that was excited. It was that wee woman that said to Brendan Rodgers, God bless you, Brillington. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and then at that point it was done. But again, look, again, I'm tr- I, f- I am aware that I'm kind of I'm wetting the bed a little bit, probably in some people's not. eyes. But I, I, I appreciate that it's going to take time to instill a style of play. But with what we have just now is not the changing of a style of play. What we have just now is the removing of a style of play with nothing really. Is that there's no plan, but it looks like there's no discernible plan, and it it shouldn't happen that. While we're getting used to this, things aren't quite clicking. Mm. So people aren't maybe picking each other up. The centre halves aren't quite used to each other yet. The angles aren't being made by the midfields. No one's dropping it. All those things can happen when you're changing a, a system. But what we do, what it doesn't extend to, in my opinion, is everybody looking worse. Yeah. So we've we've started this style of play that makes Callum McGregor look like the last two years hasn't happened mm. where he's played the football of his life. We've got Greg Taylor looking like he, he he was when he was in his first three four months when he was couldn't get. His plays back off Johnny Hayes or Bowling Goalie. That's what he looks like just now. What are the reasons for that? Because those are things that we should not expect to happen just because we're tweaking the style of play a little bit. And this is Brendan Rogers was asked about this specific thing that Stephen brings up. Do the players need a bit of time to get used to it? And Brendan said, No, they don't need a bit of time to get used to it. We've had pre-season, we've had a training camp away, we've had all our pre-season games, and we're now into the league. So Brendan himself rubbish this idea that the players need a bit of time he just says they need to show more personality they need to step up they need to win their jewels which is easy to say but to me it just looks a bit confused as you said yeah again it's just everything nothing seemed to drop right for Celtic but I'll always say right Right, why is that? So why is there not players in the positions that Kilmarnock players are? Why, is, why are they picking up second balls? Why every time do we lose the ball do we look like we can be got at? Because look, it's not it's not as you say, sitting here saying, see under Ange, we never conceded a no. chance. We, we never played poorly. There was loads of games where we didn't play great, but when we did play well, we played, played really well. And right now you're looking at this going, right how's it going to get better because is there going to be a way we can all of a sudden find right Greg Taylor do this instead and everything will be okay because at some point if we do bring in a left back you're still taking the risk that this left back will work out and be better than Kieran Tierney <laughs> if it was Kieran Tierney hopefully but if it's uh, somebody like remember we brought in Bolongoli and Taylor and you thought right that's fine we should be shorted at left back they were both gashed to start with so we've spent four and a half million on a guy for Argentina and he's no better than Greg no, Taylor no. apparently no. I suppose there's there's just there's some players who I'm not done with right because that is it's quite harsh right, to say you're done with a player but I'm done with certain players doing certain jobs right Anthony Ralston's I'm, I'm finished with him I know I know he's done well right Ant, for Anthony Ralston and he really kicked on but I can't even watch Anthony Ralston play right back for Brendan Rodgers Celtic team and Stephen says there's players that are just no capable of doing this stuff Leo Labada is not I, I, I don't know Leo Labada is the most peculiar footballer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Chronic, but scores hundreds of goals. <laughs> explain that. Somebody explain that to me. Make it make sense. I know. I don't get it. But no. he can't beat a man. He can't cross a ball. His awareness seems to be switched off. Maeda. I love Maeda, right? And he was brilliant for what Ange. But Brendan Rodgers has decided to take this guy and not use him for what he's brilliant for. So it's like the first day of training. Ange is like, what do you do? What do you? Uh, Brendan's asking the players, what do they do? Maeda goes, I'm a pressing machine. I close guys down. I force errors. I make mistakes and I feed the striker. Right, forget all that. We're going to have you playing traditional winger and we want you to try and get crosses in. You're like, you're like well, that's not what I do. Then no. sell them then. 
Yeah. Give him a new contract. Sell him and bring someone else in that can. Yeah, look, Rogers obviously signed off on the contract extension, but with the two wide players, well, I, I presume so. I, he's the manager of the, the club, and he's going to be working. It doesn't make sense to pay Brendan Rogers a lot of money then just say. I was being facetious, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. But, but anyway, the two wide players, I, I can't. I can't keep doing it every time but every time they start there's a lack of creativity every single time they start together there's a complete lack of creativity it's been like that since they've both been at the club and it's going to continue Yang to be needs like. to start ahead of Abada doesn't he? Yeah probably but again is he the answer I'm not too sure yes he looks positive but he also runs himself into a lot of trouble and gets the ball taken off him quite easily long term is Yang the answer? I don't think so right now but when I'm looking at the players like Maeda what's he brilliant at pressing what's Kyogo brilliant at probably everything I'm mm. pressing but I don't see his pressing either so I don't see why that stopped I don't see Brendan Rodgers in his first spell wanting to press teams but I'm just not seeing the cohesion between between the team between the players to go right this is what we're trying to do we're maybe just not doing it right in time it'll come in time I don't see what they're doing and that's that's the scary part I still think as I said Brendan Rodgers will get it right and will be a success but if I'm looking at the right we're not attacking teams and then we're getting left wide open we're not pressing teams and then getting left wide open we're sort of in between everything right now we're not pushing up on teams we're not sitting off teams I don't know what we're doing that's not to say it won't come but it has to start looking like that very soon because big important matches are on the horizon for us and if we are going to go to Ibrox in a couple of weeks it's going to be a patchwork team and look the injuries are not helping right now no, no, no. Alistair Johnston coming in there takes away the Tony Ralston thing and I know I'll defend Ralston but he is a second choice right back at best okay so if Alistair Johnston is in there that's fine if Carter Vickers is in there everything seems better if Hattati's in there if Tilio's an option as well then that's four players that are are going to be on that pitch so you take that out and you go right okay but the players that are also playing can play well as well and none of them are there's not one player you're saying he's on fire like, again the fact that we are chasing a goal in the last minute and we've got Turnbull and Haksabanovic in centre midfield. Kyogo's dropping to a sort of left-back position to pick up the ball. You're, you're asking yourself, yeah. what's the plan? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Public service announcement. Attention all my bearded troops out there from Stubble to Maine. If you didn't already know, Manscaped now sells beard products. You heard that correctly. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming changed the game with their Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And now they're going a step further with their brand new Handyman, an electric face shaver for quick and convenient way to achieve a clean shaven look. Whether you're going to sharpen up your neckline or give your face a smooth finish, the Handyman has got you covered. Go to manscaped.com and use code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to go from 5 o'clock shady yeah baby no one likes a weird beard so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger the Beard Hedger is a high tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long lasting battery universal charging and a strong motor your face is your first impression and your beard is your most important accessory so make sure you have the right tool for the job with the Beard Hedger looking for something dare I say smoother look no further than Manscaped's new handyman face shaver hey Stephen yes Jamie You've got a travel size package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code TIMS. Hit the refresh button with Manscaped. It's a question of recruitment. Recruitment is the most important thing at a football club, Brendan Rogers once said. And See, I disagree on that. Like, mm. Celtic can go out and get good players, yes. But right, drop good players into a bad system or... No system as it looks. It's not going to so work. So your position out. is it's a, your position. Is it's a system. It's the manager. The system is implemented. It's it's no working just now. I, again, I think it will come, but I need to see. I need to see. Right, what's Brendan Rodgers doing this time? Is it going to be possession based? Because see, if we were able to keep the ball at the weekend, I'd have been happy with that. Mm. But we couldn't string three passes together without losing the ball or players being what looked to me out of position or not knowing where to be. So while I'm still going to defend Brendan Rodgers I still think he's a top level manager the players out there were good enough to beat Kilmarnock and I know like game, Celtic have lost games to Kilmarnock in the past they've lost team games to worse teams you're not going to win every game but at the same time I need to see where this is going and right now I don't so if this was any other manager apart from Brendan Rodgers who I know his reputation I know the quality of the guy I'd be really really worried at least with Postacoglu you're going right we've had the Hearts game but then we go out and beat somebody 5-0 ah there we go mm. or we, and then the next home game we win but we lose the away game you can see right it's, we just need players we need time here with this we need something quickly because I can't see anything. Now, people aren't going to like me invoking this name, especially after the weekend. We've just had where we saw him uh, get his first win. Uh, Ange, the Aussie Bob. Yeah, but Ange, um, 
if we learned anything from him I at thought all, you were going to say Neil Lennon <laughs> no, no, he was on the telly I thought, you were going to, I thought you were going to compare this to Neil Lennon I thought here we go he was on the coverage right enough and everyone I think was like oh here we go Jinx, Neil Lennon <laughs> back involved and we're losing games already he looks sharp right enough I thought you were going to compare this Brendan Rodgers team to Neil Lennon under no, Covid no, or something no, no. <laughs> the name's Bond Neil Lennon as he like, looks sharp in fairness like, a nice, a nice uh, blazer and everything in the side things but if Anne's taught us anything at all it's that, and I suppose it feel, kind of folds into the discussion we're having. The system, yes, you need good players, you need quality, all those things. I'm not going to disagree with those, but the system is king here. Yeah. The, the style of football is everything. You don't go chasing results. You implement your style of football that you believe in, and results will come from that. And she said it repeatedly. I know mm. people are a wee bit stung by it and keen to sort of dismiss everything the guy ever said, but these things are relevant forever, basically. A good idea is a good idea yes. forever from Ange. What he said made tons of sense to me at the time and I think it continues to this day it's about in, in sort of implementing a style of play an identity of playing football and the re- results will come off that it's not about I we won it's okay stop moaning we'll move on to the next one I we did it again we cannot, we won stop moaning we'll because that this this day against Kilmarnock was always going to come uh, it, yeah. it just felt like it all along again right, I, I feel I, I feel the need to keep kind of caveating w- things I'm saying but it, I know it's early days I know Rogers is in, in, in essence relatively new in the door and all that but we're at the cup we're at the cup and again it's not an entitled thing but Celtic have won what eight of the last nine seven of the mm. last nine of these cups and we're out of it at the first hurdle I think we're well within our rights to think well that's no what Celtic do it's not the standard that is applied it's in this cup, cup. <laughs> yeah I, I mean I didn't want to say that but you're, <laughs> you're, you are right see if you win so many of them that's something you should be defending pretty proudly that's the cup that we win every single season it sets a marker for the rest of the season mm-hmm. Melo you said on the, the reaction that we did yesterday that it, it's the it's the platform it's yeah. the springboard for the season you you get that first trophy and while the, the standard shouldn't always be we need to win a treble or it's a, it's a disaster it's a failure I don't believe that but it's such a it's such a confidence boost for the season people the, the only positive I can take from this whatsoever. A mega positive is that oh, we'll save a couple of games now because that's that's what's said about yeah. I will we'll we'll get a, a couple of free midweeks off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what you looking at the quarterfinal draw was immediately after the game, so we, we've saved three games at most. That, I don't I don't see that as being a nah, particularly good boost for the season. I mean, we're we're, we're caveating a lot. Brendan Rodgers saying, "Oh, we know he's this, we know he's that." Brendan Rodgers comes in and says to the players, "Doesn't matter what happened before. This is a new cycle of success. Forget everything that happened. This is about a new cycle of success." I mean, we were within a we're within our rights, are we not, to say to Brendan Rodgers, forget everything that happened before, this is a new cycle of success. Yeah, yeah. If you're right, if you're giving the players a clean slate from 1st of June, then we can give you a clean slate from the 1st of June. You might be a bit harsh to do that, but you can do that if you want. I suppose the question about recruitment, Melly said something that was quite interesting to me there. He said, I don't think Yang's the answer, which brings me around to the question, we've signed somewhere in the region of six or seven players so far. How many of them are solutions to problems that we've got? Well, two probably. Yeah, prob- probably two. But even that, I suppose Navrotsky was really just the one in, one out for Starfield. Starfield was the number one guy beside Carl Vickers. We've just replaced that. So if there are problems elsewhere in the team, then not many. I don't think we've solved many. Yang is, I think we're falling into the Hagzabanovic trap with him because we've barely seen him. And it, mm. it's not our fault. It's what we're seeing just now from Maida and Abada isn't good enough. So we're automatically just saying, right, give that guy a start. Who knows what he's got, but may as well give him a start. Hagzabanovic basically, he 
has looked fleetingly good from sub appearances, but he's disappointed every time he started. Yes. So it may well be the case with Yang as he adapts to to life in Scotland, to the, the new style of football and all that. We, we just we just don't know, but. How many problems have been solved by the recruitment so far? Not many, to be honest. The centre halves look all right. They look, mm -hmm. look fine yeah. based on what we've Arguably seen so far. Our strongest position yeah, on the pitch now is that three yeah. good centre halves by the looks of it. Two of them injured, so that's all three of them injured. I know these, inju these injuries are really mounting up. Thank God. Uh, we laughed at those Johnny Evans links earlier <laughs> in the window, didn't we? Where I know. Should be apologised. Phil Jones, get him in. Stephen Welsh signs a new contract and immediately what breaks his ankle and he's, <laughs> he, he's out. Uh, to be fair, the Stephen Welsh contract thing is, is worth mentioning. I think a lot of people are quite happy to see him have a contract and he, he's good backup and all that sort of stuff. But for me, again, I'm looking at Stephen Welsh, David Turnbull, James Forrest, three guys who we all could sit here very confidently in May and say, didn't a future at the club Stephen Welsh was linked away absolutely every day David Turnbull wasn't playing and James Forrest had a testimonial lined up even in Brendan Rodgers first interview he, he said famously James who's currently still here which suggests he's on the way out and, and now you know James Forrest is looking like he's got a, he's got a part to play so for me I think the recruitment really needs to step up in the next couple yeah. of weeks now I said um, at the beginning of the season on our reaction by the way patreon.com slash 20 minute times if you want match reaction podcasts to every Celtic match that we do I said that I'm confident Celtic will get the recruitment done and and I am I'm sure they're working very hard in the background but like I said before Stephen this is the chance this is the gamble if you wait to get your recruitment done the gamble is you start losing crucial matches and <laughs> yeah. whether we like it or not the League Cup is a crucial game yeah again but I just I don't buy that it's going to take massive recruitment to get a job like that done I just don't I, I appreciate that it would have given us a better chance but I don't know if making major signings would have helped that all that much because that, that's, that's serious that's pretty bad what you're saying if you think if we went out and spent say we got Podence in for talking sake yeah. someone of that level you think he you he, you think the team is so disjointed so unsure of what it's there to do that even a player of that sort of level wouldn't have improved anything yeah I can only speculate on that because it, it's it's not the case it's not literally the case so I can only imagine what would have happened if we'd had a couple of bits of quality mm. peppered throughout the team but how I mean, we get nothing out of Kyogo really we get nothing out we know these guys are brilliant Kyogo Callum McGregor these these are very very talented players Matt O'Reilly had a tame sort of pass back mm. to the keeper that was the biggest chance we had basically there was one one other from Yang I know in fact that on that there was a couple of chat, a couple of suggestions after the game that Celtic didn't get a single shot on target I don't think that's true No, the chances they did create were pretty pathetic but yep. it was Bad enough that we don't need to rewrite the the kind of match report of it. They did create a couple of chances. It is that they weren't they weren't particularly impressive. All these players are very good and should be enough to beat Kilmarnock. Again, I I pay them the respect they're due. That's them beating Celtic Rangers and drawing the Hearts. They've had three games outside of that group stage of the League Cup that happens earlier mm -hmm. in the season. But the three sort of major games they've had, they've done very well. They haven't conceded a goal, so they've they deserve to be where they are. They've had a better start to the season than Celtic have yeah. three games in. So I I. I'm not taking anything away from them but I, I think I can do both I think I can say full credit to Kilmarnock they set the team up very well but Celtic should still be better than that and again the first thing I said on this podcast was if it's just not your day in the cup that can happen but what we saw from Celtic was pathetic to be yeah. honest it was just a poor poor performance a poor showing it's just lacking ideas and the word that Melly used earlier on as well boring, boring. Aye, that's, 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 see to be honest yeah. 
you know that, that would you rather be a prick or boring <laughs> like, do you know what I mean like it's, I would rather yeah. Celtic were absolutely awful than uh, boring yeah, and exactly. that's one yeah. thing you didn't get with Ange a lot of people were, I saw a lot of comments online people comparing it to the St Mirren game of, of last season but the St Mirren game I know my memory's not as good as your Celtic but to me the St Mirren game was in and around the same region of did we know stick six by someday we beat Rangers 4-0 did we know pump Hibs like St Mirren was like a, a, almost a complete aberration we were yeah, battering yeah. teams within that month of fixtures and then the St Mirren game everyone's like well what the hell happened there whereas as Stephen says this Brendan Rodgers Celtic side they've never really kicked they've never really kicked into gear no seven goals in the first two games and you're still that something's no quite right here <laughs> which sounds strange but it, it's not the free-flowing football we're used to seeing and even if we dialed back that free-flowing football a bit you'd still think do you know what it's, it's going to come we're just not seeing it the team just looks like they can be got at the team looks like they are can be bullied and the team looks like if they're left on the ball they'll probably give you it back at some mm. point uh, along the way so uh, we're just in between two styles now we need to get it sorted look there is time what do you think it's going to take to sort it at the risk of just going round this merry go round about how bad the game is we, we could try and be a bit productive here from your watching of the game your reading of the situation would the Celtic need to do as a board you know, as a club, what does Brendan need to do? What do the players need to do? Is there any players, individual players, you want to single out to say, for talk's sake, Callum McGregor? I, I don't know what's happened to that guy. He's no. been man-marked out of games. He looks isolated in this new role. Does he just need to... Is it just a simple case of what I thought watching the game sometimes? You just need to beat your man, Callum. You just need to step up and beat your man. There's, there's players on that pitch who are just not winning their duels it's as simple as that sometimes yeah I think I don't think there's one thing they can do but I think time on the training pitch hopefully some players back and some players in but that's not all going to happen before we go to Ibrox so it has to be players need to know what they're doing and see if it gets to the point where it's not working then that's fine it's not fine but at least we'll know we need to change something but right now it just doesn't know it doesn't look sorry that the players know right this is where I should be or this is what I should be doing this is my role within the team I, I don't know what the fullbacks are doing I don't know what the central midfielders are doing the wide players are they meant to be doing what they're doing and they're just not up to it are they just guys that you think you suited a certain formation and then that's it but even then Abada I don't think suited the way he was playing under Ange either so no. there's players out there that need replaced there's players that need brought in time is needing on the training pitch to sort this but Celtic they need to find an identity they need to find an identity soon yes we won the first two games but it wasn't as if you're going right they weren't the best perfor they weren't the best uh, results but the performance you can see what they're trying to do it's the other way about we're getting through games and not seeing the performance but I always say look you can you can improve on uh, performance but you can't improve on results but as Stephen said the result the performance is what gets you over a season getting results is what happens in the first what, however many games of the Covid season we were scraping by games we mentioned the Covid season oh. twice we we'll mentioned Neil Lennon <laughs> we were scraping by games in that and you're going right it's going to click it's going to click and I remember we were doing it under Ronnie mm. Dyla as well saying when we got to the semi-final this team will turn up we were in April expecting a team to turn up it doesn't happen I think I think what's happening you know just to allay people's fears listen to the podcast we're not saying this is the Covid team no, we're no. not saying this is Brendan Rodgers' team but what we are saying is 
things that are going when teams are performing badly not always does it just magically click in it just doesn't always magically happen because we no. have seen over the course of this podcast that sometimes teams start bad and continue to be bad I don't think we're in that boat at all I think we're no. miles off no, that no. I think ask Melly a question Stephen what do you need to do to turn this around what do you need to do to improve for me it's for me it's a question of recruitment I, I think it's really really that simple I think Brendan Rodgers has implemented a system with players who are unable to do it. So he's looking for his fullbacks to do things he can't do. He's looking for his wingers as wing players, as you said, Martin Melly, to do things that he simply can't do. I think three players tops. I think if he brings in another midfielder, if he wants one, in my opinion, he should be utilising Atati when he's free and dropping David Turnbull. If he brings in a winger and he brings in another fullback to work alongside AJ. I think you'd see a dramatic change in oh, that yeah. team and oh, and if we can afford that and I don't think it's too much to ask another goalkeeper who's a bit quicker a bit sharper at getting the ball out yeah. um, and I think that's maybe what we need part of me wonders if this system we're doing with the goal kicks are all going quite short is because he doesn't trust Joe Hart with his feet and we're, we're trying to find a workaround because we saw that under Brendan Rodgers before with Celtic some players couldn't you know some keepers weren't that good with their feet and he tried to do a workaround I wonder if that's a situation <laughs> Yeah, so if we're, if we're going to go with that line, if if I agree there that what you said was true and that he's got tools for a, a specific job, the players he is trying to mould into this system that he's you know, he's trying to fashion with these players, if they're not suited to that, does Brendan Rodgers entirely carry the can for that result then? We may as well say it out loud. Is he entirely at fault like, for that because he tried to do something with players who aren't capable of it? Like, we can then say, we can do both. We can say that, yes, he needs the quality in to do what he's trying to do. But if he puts a team out that can't get the job done on the day and we are sitting here saying, well, he shouldn't have done that because those players can't do it, then he's basically entirely it, at fault for I, it. I can, uh, it look, I can game out a scenario here where Brendan Rodgers comes into the club and says, OK, gang, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play 4-2-3-1. I need you to do this, you to do that, you to do that. A couple of training sessions in, a couple of pre-season games, has a chance to look over the squad and sees that players are incapable of doing it. Goes to the board with a list and goes, see this recruitment scout you're doing? Absolutely fantastic. I know you've got lists of players coming out the wazoo, players' names and draws, (laughs) players all over the place. Here's what I need. I need a winger, I need a goalkeeper, I need a left-back, I need a centre-forward and I need a centre-half because Starfelt's leaving. And they go, right, oh boss, no bother. Meanwhile, Brendan Rodgers continues with this system knowing the players aren't good enough but hoping that you know they'll just get us over the line. Lo and behold, shit the Ness versus Kilmarnock and all of a sudden it's DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 1, whatever the most serious DEFCON is. (laughs) And and people at us are on podcasts screaming and shouting about it. And that is probably the reality of the situation. My issue with that is they fucked around and found out <laughs> yeah. they did I, that graph and, uh-huh. and, yeah. and as much as I'm saying that I just wanted us to, to, to sort of put a put a fairly blunt sentence on it as, as Brendan Rodgers to carry the can for that I, I do personally think that and I do think that the players should be good enough to do better than that on the day regardless yeah. of what they're even if they're glad you said it yeah, regardless of their, if they're slightly unsure of what their positions are what their roles are they haven't been told to completely really on the sport they still know how to win yes, that game against rigid as well just sorry to talk about you're right in what you're saying Brendan for example could be saying you know Abad I want you to be I want you to be my wing I want you to take the ball get that get to the byline every chance you get take him on get to the byline after three weeks you see he's no capable of doing that so you take Abad aside and you go here's what I need you to do I need you you were doing brilliant last season coming in late at the back post focus on that Matt I want you to be on I want you to go round on the right hand side or you, you can do a workaround whereas I think what's confusing us is it's mistake 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 <laughs> yeah, repeat yeah. repeat 
Yeah, and you asked me about recruitment there or what can be done to fix it. I have been fighting back. I have been pushing back about that against that slightly on this episode so far because only for one specific reason. I just don't want that to be the thing. I don't want it to be the pitch or the ref. These are all factors, yes, mm-hmm. but I've just and the, the headline is Celtic weren't good enough to win yes. that game at all. So what I don't want to be sitting here even implying is that Celtic need to go out and spend 25, 30, 40 million to get a job done against Kilmarnock on a, on a Saturday afternoon. I just, I, I just don't think it's the case. However, I do... I'm not dismissing that entirely. Can I just shock you? I want new players, despite what I said earlier, <laughs> is what I'm is what I'm getting at. I think we do clearly. I mean, if you're going to be fairly simplistic about it, if you're going to if you're going to basically just break it down to its very simple parts, are we better now than when Ange left? Categorically, no. That, I'd be that's... amazed. I will be amazed if this window shuts and we are better than we were last season. Well, absolutely amazed. And and the 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 f around and find out because I don't want to hit the swear filter <laughs> on the on the podcast. The, the f around and find out is the graph is getting tighter and tighter yeah, because yeah. we're effing around a lot more and we're, we're going to find out because we've got, as Melly said, on the horizon. You know, if we do a lot of deadline day business, is the Rangers game not a day after, two days after deadline day? Yeah. So we could feasibly be bringing guys in having one training session and, and meant to be yeah. playing against Rangers. The could, flood. Aye, yeah. these, could be, these could be crucial positions. Yeah, but at the same time, say we did, say, was it three players you said you got in? So if you got in a better left back, a better goalkeeper and a winger, mm. We kind of are better off, are we not? Because we've kept everybody apart from Jota. We brought in Starfield and uh, lost Starfield, but brought in two centre-halves, the, both of whom look better than Kobe Ashe and Welsh. So you've improved there. If you've got a better left-back than Greg Taylor, that's fine. You've kept your midfield apart from Moyen, but in home, it's only well, Jota. Hold on. Well, hold on. So if you want to take the, the graph, you want to take the, the quality as a whole, right? I think replacing somebody with the quality of Jota, finding somebody better than Jota, is going to be near impossible. Yeah, so that's where you you look at last season and you go, right, where do we need to improve? The places where we needed to improve pre-losing Jota still need improved and we need to get somebody in for Jota now as well. And this is the sort of problem when you get into this transition and it, it's becoming a two-year thing rather than maybe you get three, four years out of a team. It's probably went down to three years and now to two years this cycle players are always going to leave Celtic and when we've got a new manager coming in there is more upheaval isn't it and you didn't bank on like guys like Starfelt Moy Jota there's no way you'd have thought you'd have lost all them so you need to replace them and go out and get better players it's very difficult but that's what's the the way Celtic are this is what's going to happen all the time for Celtic so be ready for it and I, I know what you're saying it's frustrating because you bring Brendan Rodgers in he comes in and you think a lot of people myself included thought great that's the best guy we could have got for Ange Postacoglu probably the least upheaval he comes in he knows what he's doing let's go out and get him in there but there was people that didn't want him back and I completely understand that so try and negate that by bringing in players and making it feel as if this is new this is Brendan Rodgers we'll thing the money to do it we're yeah. laddied yeah yeah Aye. we're extra laddied after it's just went. not happened and you, you need to ask why 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 is everything taking so long now it's a complaint I, Ange had as well isn't it he, Ange when he came in said Things take too long. Transfers take too long about you. Yeah, I think that's that's basically what we did for Don McKay, wasn't it? That that brought about the end. Well, one of the the key factors in bringing about the end of the Don McKay era, gone but not forgotten, Dom. But um, he was, Ange was blunt about it. He was very. I think we all we all loved that at the time. What a breath of fresh air this is! Actually, telling us that you know this transfer strategy isn't good enough. It's taking far too long. I wanted my players in weeks ago. Brendan Rodgers isn't literally doing that, but he's telling us now. He's very subtly telling us that he needs quality 
quality in quickly. No, it's not very subtle. It's just an assumption that Celtic can't do it, right? But, but I, I just, I just, I'm no. I get it, but I am not fully subscribed to the idea that you cannot get quality into Celtic Football Club until the last day of the window. I'm not. I'm just not fully subscribed to that. We saw echoes of it under Ange. We were bringing players in in the January to replace the ones that are going. And part of me just thinks if Ange just had an iron grip on absolutely everything there and you know forced the issue a wee bit and mm. and things have settled a wee bit and. Oh, I hear it, Melly. That was a groan of discontent. So let's hear it. <laughs> no, it's just thinking back to last summer. We brought in Jota and Carter Vickers, but after that, there wasn't any real quality that was brought in that cemented a place in the team. It was all players you thought, oh, do you know what? They make fun. Jens didn't work out. Uh, Haksabanovic didn't work out. Abelgaard. We haven't really brought MD in in the past year that cemented a place, apart from Alistair Johnston, because... Uh, Juranovic left so Celtic were in a state where they needed to make signings to improve the first 11 and we're still in August nearly at the end of August and we've not done that at all centre halves yes so uh, while I'm saying look I, I get what you're saying but at the same time have we been really good at bringing players in? It's because it's looking back to it. It's the January of Ange's first season where we we really brought in players that made a difference. Since then, we've had a couple in two windows, and now you're looking at this window going. This will be three windows that if we don't bring in real quality, you need to look at it and go. What's happening here? We've discussed the frivolous stuff, Stephen. Let's get the important stuff. That pitch is a disgrace. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the pitch, the strips, this, the what, camera. The everything. strips was a really bizarre one. We've got three strips and we couldn't find an away strip to wear on the day. Aye, we're going to end up with another season where you wear a third kit once or something like that, twice. It, well, it'll be, it'll be once and then the away kit will be, what, twice or something like that. So that was a perfect opportunity to wear it. I don't know why they didn't. It was, We've it, got well, a black kit. It would have been <laughs> perfect. It's like there's so much white on those strips obviously one's green one's blue there's so much white and then there's that weird glare off the pitch which yeah. makes it look white it's just a it's an unpleasant do you know watch, the joke it? people make about oh they just hoover the pitch <laughs> yeah. I, I, they do yeah I saw I thought that was I thought people I thought that was a joke they literally hoover the pitch I saw somebody by Henry Hoover it being at the once <laughs> over after the game I I think we'd, I don't want to make the pitch an excuse as I said would you ban them from the top flight plastic pitches I would I mean given the choice if it, if it yeah. was me if I, if I was made director of the world of football then I would say yes get rid of those but I'd I appreciate that it's probably more complicated than that. Is it not about some weird system in the Netherlands where the top three basically pay? They sort of supplement the lower How teams. How much can get it rid cost? Of? Just get it done. I, I know. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I would get rid of them because I, I feel like that old cliche. I think it was was it Brendan Rodgers who said it first time around. He's never seen a good game of football played on. It was someone anyway. Someone sort of made that comparison that it just don't see good games. And I know that. People might, if, you, if you're really sort of put off by that excuse, I, I get that and I, I'm keen not to use it too much because we do play on these fairly frequently. It's at least well, half a dozen times a season, maybe, if you draw one of these teams in the Cups, we get Livingston or Kilmarnock. But you, you, you think that uh, well, Greg Taylor's used to playing on a pitch like that because he played them years <laughs> he ago. He grew up on one. Uh, so he's, he's used to it and we play on these a few times a season. But I don't I don't know if there's such a thing as getting used to it because, yeah, they Kilmarnock will play on it a lot more frequently than Celtic. But the, the, the point of these plastic pitches, to me, get, granted, I'm not a professional footballer. Right? I probably should be, but, be yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. But right, to me, it seems like it's not the fact that it's different to grass that makes it difficult to play on is that it's unpredictable in, in many ways yeah. you can't really get used yeah. to it because you see the Kilmarnock players they're sort of misjudging the bounce of the ball and stuff like that as well so it's not it doesn't make for a great spectacle again I don't want to use it as an excuse but Celtic should have been better on the day but 
there is a I wouldn't say it's a leveler. I wouldn't say like oh plastic bits. That means Celtic and Commander are completely equal. They're mm. exactly as good as each other. That's that's a lot of garbage. But does it take? 5, 10, 15% off the, the quality of Celtic and the, the, the style of play they're trying to play if they're trying to get a slicker passing game, probably. So there is that element, but it's not it's not the level that it's made out to be, I don't think. The ref had a shocker as well. <laughs> yeah, see the the penalty shout in the last second. I don't understand why VAR didn't get involved in that. I, I'm at a complete loss with the VAR rule, is It does. So VAR checks everything, but it didn't deem that a penalty. So that, that must be what so it is. Was the VAR, so the ref missed it. Mm. So just so I'm clear, because I'm not too clued up. So the ref misses it on the day, right? But then the VAR room have a look at it, and they decide not worth checking with the referee. Yeah, mental, uh, absolutely mental. Because we go live to Donald Finlay QC <laughs> in the VAR studio. What's, your, what's Be- your decision, Donald? Because the penalty at Ibrox, not the one Rangers got before people pile on, but the one awarded against them was to me near identical. With was it Sifuentes who put his foot out? and made contact with Kirk Broadfoot, who fell the opposite direction from the force. So he was tackled from the front, but fell forward ever so slightly. That was valid and deemed a penalty. So it was the contact, the type of contact, and that challenge to me was identical to the one from Haksabanovic, but they didn't invite the referee to, to watch it. Is that what happened? Yeah, so to be fair to the terrible ref, at first glance, I thought, that's get up, Haksabanovic, what are you doing? Like, they just look like he flung himself down. You see the replay and you go, he's caught him right in the ankle there. Now, yeah. I, I, it does look like a stonewaller watching it back. It didn't look like a stonewaller at the time. But it would have been harsh against Kilmarnock, but at the end of the day, it is a penalty and we didn't get it. How VAR didn't look at it and go, do you know what? He has caught him in the ankle. That is worthy of the ref at least looking at it. Mm. Is Baffling to me, absolutely baffling. I'm sick, but I'm sick of this. I can't go another season of this. I can't go another season of us sitting doing Super Vario World and being baffled by refereeing decisions. Is clarity? There's no reason Celtic lost the no, game. No, no, Celtic. But, was it, terrible. but the season has literally just kicked off, and already we're back to this crap way. Going, why did Varno intervene? Why does Var intervene sometimes? Can someone explain that to me? I don't understand. It definitely was a penalty, but it was missed. At the end of the day, that's a penalty. The ref and the VAR missed it. I like what Melly said there about how, you know, you see it live, you see it in real time, it doesn't really look like a penalty, but when you watch it back, it does look like a penalty. Literally their job. Uh, yes. That's exactly what VAR do. That, that's the, Their sole purpose is to watch things back with more information, with better angles, with slowed, down, uh, slowed down replays, <laughs> zooming in and all that. See, if, you, if the ref does miss it, that's fine. Literally what the VAR's there to do is to pick up what the referee misses on the pitch. Missed so. an elbow to Greg Taylor as well. Aye, aye, that was the, the Armstrong one where he mm. kind of went down holding his ear. It, I don't, it wasn't that, it wasn't that tough an elbow. It wasn't like there was any danger of knocking him out with anything like that. But he did lead, he, he, he did sort of stick it out. He definitely sort of led with the elbow and he kind of swept his leg out from underneath him as well. So it was quite a bad challenge and that's exactly what led to the goal. Again, Seems like an excuse, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's unreasonable to point out that we conceded a goal from a position that we had a missing player who was off getting treatment. We conceded down Celtic's left, and that's the only goal of the game. And, and Greg Taylor was off getting treatment for a foul he suffered, and the, the game just plays on. So you know, it feels a bit unfair. The, the issue with me over VAR is the communication about it. The communication over how VAR intercedes with the game and intersects with the game and how it works and who's to blame for what and who's responsible for that. The SFA, in my opinion, appoints some wholly to be in charge of VAR decisions and referee and communication and I've got just a guy David Tanner <laughs> <laughs> this guy 
Scotland's wet blanket, David Tanner. <laughs> oh, love me Rangers. I know. Oh, give me a job on Rangers TV. Pathetic. Every t- there was apparently a worded against Rangers. He goes, I hope this shuts the Celtic conspiracy theorists <laughs> up. Why, David? Why would it? Do you remember all his tweets about COVID and all that as well, about how oh, Rangers deserve a party? As long as it's safe. Like, they were all partying <laughs> yeah. in the streets during COVID and all that. <laughs> he tweeted, what did he do, a couple of weeks ago, he's tweeting about, I was walking about Glasgow, taking a photo of all the cracks in the pavement that's going, this used to be a great city. Oh, Look at the state of it. An absolutely sweetie wife. So yes. <laughs> It's one of those guys that just spends all his time online pining for a time that didn't really no, exist. Everything was better back in the day. He wants a job in Rangers TV. That's exactly <laughs> what he wants. He was interviewing his, he was putting his master's course at some unit, but there's still time to sign up for my master's course. You're teaching people things. <laughs> you, you absolute nerd. <laughs> um, we've, we've covered all the important things. Right. Uh, oh, just a just a thing where we're discussing VAR and the referees. Do you know the 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 image that's going about where the the line for the VAR couldn't like it was crossing over it sort of went rather than a straight line it crossed into the Celtic player yeah. and down his arm I think I know why that happened I think that line is generated by a computer so the freeze frame and then the computer adds a line right mm-hmm. but I think because the strips were so similar the computer couldn't tell what was a Celtic player and what was a Kilmarnock player so the line went squiggly over the pair of them I think that's how bad the kit clash was so that goal may get chopped off if we'd made a better kit choice on yes. the day but if we'd yeah. worn the away kit like we said it's a beezer no aye, then we, that would have been uh, we've released, chopped we've off we've released a kit two weeks ago a third kit that we, <laughs> we, 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 we're trying to sell Probably it we never will wear it <laughs> um, unbelievable listen is there anything else to cover while we're sat here no I think you mentioned Stephen Welsh earlier and it might seem harsh because I think we're always harsher on players that are playing rather than ones that aren't and mm. you could probably just if, if Stephen Welsh is playing as much as Tony Ralston is we probably would be ha- as harsh on him as as we, as we are mm. but Tony Ralston to me I don't want to just go back and start laying into players but he kind of sums up that performance him Abada Maida Taylor and McGregor were probably the worst offenders on the day Tony Ralston is a guy who started to strike me as a see if you played for Motherwell you wouldn't sign him He's probably the guy who would come across. You would he would come onto your radar, Honestly. and then you would let him sign for Preston North End for a million quid or something, mm. and just probably take up not take up a chance. But Stephen Welsh signed the new contract. And there were a few grumbles about that because I think people don't really want to hear about it in this window where we're all grumbling about sort of you know, the quality coming and all. But I think Stephen Welsh makes sense. I think he probably deserves a wee bit more recognition than he gets because we t- we talk about this loyalty and all that sort of stuff. He's been linked with several Serie A teams and teams on the continent quite a lot, but he's happy with his lot at Celtic for whatever reason I'm surprised by that I think he probably should have left if I'm honest because he's made what 50 appearances in his career at Celtic made his debut in 2019-20 but I would give him credit for just being that guy who's a relatively safe pair of hands. He's no, he's never going to be the best defender Celtic have got, but he does a decent job. He came on against was that Aberdeen yeah. last week, and, I th- and he was he was the best Scottish player on the pitch for Celtic anyway. He's seen several defenders come and go, and he's always just that third or fourth choice guy, and he does a decent job. So I think that that makes sense. I don't know if we're ever going to get a, a fourth choice centre half who's better than than Stephen Welsh. To be honest, that it, it made sense to extend his contract. He seems happy here. And I think that we, we claim to value that. So we want managers and, and our good players to show loyalty. But guys like John Kennedy, and I get him out, get him out. He's turned down clubs in the past, but now I get him out. Stephen Welsh, get him out. And all that. So I, I, I obviously been facetious about mm. that. There's, there's no comparison between John Kennedy and like Jota and Ange Postecoglou and Kieran Tierney and all that. But at the same time, we claim to value people who value being at the club. And you know, I think Stephen Welsh 
seems to come into that category. Sound lovely sentiment. Don't buy it for a second. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. I respect your opinion, Stephen. You're welcome to it. It was a handsome opinion. However, what I will say is, Stephen Wilson needs to get the finger out. He's paid, played, what, 50 appearances for Celtic in Aye. four years. We are out here paying five and a half million, four million quid for players that are younger than Stephen Welsh. So... St- Stephen Welsh needs to sort of buck up his ideas a wee bit we're buying players in that are younger than him to play ahead of him so yeah, if, he wa- if he wants to sign a contract and be fourth choice centre half for the rest of his Celtic career so be it but at Celtic I want players who are striving for a wee bit more and there's no excuse and I will toss Stephen Welsh a bone here and say he might have well have come to Celtic went I've been here since I was four years old eating every dinner you've told me eat, eating every breakfast I've told follow every instruction your coaches have given me and the best you can do is offer me fourth choice I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but you know so as much as I, I you know I know people are like oh well that's good that fills a quota and he's fourth choice nobody starts a football career I'm, eh, no, I'm not interested that. in the quota thing I, I, I really I'm, I've seen that though I've I, seen a lot of that he fills the quota but all, all about say is look he's here now Best of luck to Stephen Welsh. There's there's no reason now not to kick on a new manager and all that sort of stuff. So Brendan obviously deemed Stephen Welsh well did the new contract, Melly. But for me, it's not a red flag, but it's a beige flag. It's a beige flag <laughs> to see Stephen Welsh return to the Celtic team just as it is with Turnbull and the baby James Forrest. Okay, I'm fine with uh, Stephen Welsh signing a new contract as well. I think if you are going to have that fourth choice centre half, then perfect. A guy that's came through the ranks, a guy that doesn't really do too much wrong when he plays and he would have started the game at the weekend if he hadn't been injured and rightly so probably so again with him you're saying oh he's not playing but a wee injury's got in the way here apparently a freak accident at training meant he's missed out on it so he probably would have played here he might have played next week so he might have thought with Cam and Carter Vickers out look this is my chance there's two new guys in here I can try and get my place here and then go for it under a new manager so I've no problems with it well, that would be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. When does the champ? When's the transfer window end? Is it basically the same day as the Champions League draw? The end of end of August. The end of August. So, so there's a couple of weeks to go, a couple of podcasts to go, but there'll be plenty more on Patreon.com/slash Twenty Minute Times where you can support us. Check that out. If you watch us on YouTube, please subscribe. But uh, most of all, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.